knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to another episode of Pell and Finn for Noobs. I'm one of your hosts, Susie Q. And I'm Sean. Good to see you again, Susie. Thank you, Sean. Uh, looks like you had a pretty decent time at the uh, fishing show this last, was it last weekend, weekend before, something like that? That was last weekend, and today I actually spent time at the Harrisburg uh, Outdoor Show, which was the biggest show in our area, so that was pretty fun too, yep. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I've got a couple shows coming up here. Uh, I'll be going to, um, I didn't do the Schomburg fishing show on the outside of Chicago, but I'm going to do the uh, Tenley Park fishing show coming up in about, I think it's like two weeks or something like that. So definitely ready to get out and uh, do some shows here. So yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. definitely a good time. Good time. So yeah, I met yeah. uh, quite a few contacts for the podcast, so I'm looking forward to having some of those folks on. So very nice. That's always good. Heck yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hold on to your butts because uh, <laughs> we have an epic, an epic guest on our show today. We have the one, the only Christine Fisher. Welcome Hi. to the new show. Thank you so much. I haven't been on this one yet, so I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Christine, welcome, and thank you for being on the Noob Show with the Pedal and Finn podcast. Uh, I'll let you uh, do a little introduction about yourself for those of you who may not know you. Sure, Um, So for I've been fishing my whole life. I was uh, born and raised in a tiny little town in southeastern Nebraska. And by tiny, I mean like tiny. I had 20 people in my graduating class. I grew up without a television. And 
I was pretty fortunate to be brought into a family that was very outdoors oriented. Um, we fished a lot of walleye tournaments as a family, did a lot of pike, muskie, perch, walleye, um, and then like the very casual bass fishing. Um, so I didn't really get started into bass fishing until I was in my late teens. Um, and I actually started just taking like recreational kayaks out and fishing some private ponds that, uh, of my clients and started to really like that. And then kind of got my start in the, the local grassroots club and I was working at an archery shop and someone brought a flyer in and said kayak fishing tournament. And I was like, what? And I think that was like six or seven years ago now. And I was like, I, these exist. Um, so I fished my first one, met Marty Hughes and the crew in Nebraska. I didn't know anybody at the time and, um, started qualifying for some bigger tournaments that I fished the KBF, um, open on Kentucky Lake where I saw Miss Susie, um, in the top, like 15 or something crazy. It was like ridiculous out of all these hundreds of people cutting a check. Oh, nice. And I was yeah. Holy cow. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that was my first impression of Susie. So kudos to Sue. That was major inspiring for somebody like me that had been uh, and the rest of the I've been I'm now for four years. Four years. So it's been super, uh, super fortunate to do that. Big blessing. It's a lot of hard work, but um, I've loved it. Now a little bit of the, the bass boat tournaments, fish a couple opens, but predominantly fish the competitive kayak trails. I fish about 20 to 25 a year. It's pretty crazy, but yeah, I love it. I can't, I mean, I keep coming back. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's uh, definitely a lot of time on the road too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I'm kind of like the, the kayak gypsy, the, the big time nomad. Um, Hopefully planning some roots soon, though, so we'll see. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Well, awesome. <clears throat> so, yeah, I uh, definitely wanted to um, kind of, uh, you know, pick your brain a little bit and uh, also kind of dive into the woman side of everything when it comes to kayak fishing, um, you know, in a predominantly male dominated sport. Um, I mean, it's no easy thing for just, you know, anybody to kind of jump head into the deep end right away. But then for a lady to come in here, you know, with, you know, probably uh, groups and clubs that are almost all male and being lucky to even find another lady in a club, it can be really intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um so, yeah, I don't know if you have any insight that you'd like to kind of share about those and those experiences. Yeah. So I, I feel like um, this might a lot of people may not know this, but my whole life, I've kind of been your textbook tomboy. And for all of my career, like all of my jobs, like I worked at the arc, I worked at the archery shop, you know, I bartended. Um, I was always surrounded by all men. And so I kind of got this callus built up by working and selling and hunting, selling and fishing. I was the only female in the entire hard goods, like with that, with that retailer nationwide, it was just me. So wow. I would people like, you know, Oh, can we talk to a sales associate in hunting? I was like, that's me. Or can we talk to somebody else? Like, <laughs> <laughs> your can you give this to the, to the archery, like the bow tech? And I was like, Oh, that I'm doing that today. And they, I mean, I'm, I, I just got it all, all over and over. And I also guided, I guided kayak fishing for a little while and guided some Turkey hunt. So I was already kind of, um, calloused by that point. And it didn't, I don't know. I, I, uh, 
it, so the intimidation factor, I think that's where I was a little bit fortunate that I wasn't at all scared. I almost had this attitude about me, um, which have definitely toned down now after some years of growing of like, I'm just going to prove you wrong. You know, like, I don't care. You think I don't belong here. I'm going to make my own space. Don't, you don't have to make space for me. That, that was kind of my attitude dealing with my, basically my entire life. Every, every field I've ever been in was all men. And I've loved it. I, I truly loved it. I've always, you know, my coworkers and I got along so well. I was always kind of one of the, one of the guys. Um, so when it came to the fishing scene, I honestly, I was very comfortable because I was around all the guys, you know, um, our women's sure. events, I, that was incredibly uncomfortable for me. <laughs> right. Like, I had major trepidation there because I had never really fit in with large groups of women ever in my life. You know, I was always kind of like the probably outcast, but I just didn't really ever fit in um, at all. So that was such yeah. a, oh my gosh, that was such a blessing. Just being around those women. I was like, oh, this is actually really, really cool. You know? Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, that's definitely a major concern. I've talked to a lot of other women that, um, don't like being the only female. And it, I, I totally get that. Uh, that, that is, I think one of the big deals. And that's why I, I love seeing now that a lot of women are getting into it. And some clubs have two, some have three now. So it's like your people are out there, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, gosh, I had just had a thought and then now I lost it. Um, <laughs> it always happens. Like when I'm, you know, following along and everything is like, Oh yeah, I can ask about this. Can I ask about that? Um, but, uh, you know, I can, I can definitely relate in a sense too. you know, in a, in a sense of, you know, when I first started, there weren't any ladies on any of the places, uh, that I fished with, uh, so, you know, like great lakes and KBF and whatnot, you know, but it was really awesome at how, welcoming everybody was that is like the most awesome thing about kayak fishing so like oh if anybody God. is looking to get into it everybody's gonna like welcome you with wide open arms i mean no question about it well with the How girls they're almost they're almost more welcoming like i remember remember yeah. you, you go to like a tournament like a local tournament with like 30 or 40 people competing and the old guys in the basketball would come up during practice and like hey I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what's going on. And they would never, <laughs> I don't want to know anything. Don't tell me. But it's like, guys like want to help you. They just, right. they feel like, you, they, they feel like you may not know what you're doing. And so they just want to mm -hmm. pour all this, all this energy and this ed education into you, which is awesome. You know, yeah. can get kind of irritating at times, but at the same time, <laughs> right. guys but are I mean, more welcoming to women. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like in the first couple of years, like when I was getting kind of explorative with, you know, videos and posting pictures and we'll get to social media here in a little bit too. <laughs> but um, Do we have enough time to dig down that wormhole. I, I know, know. Right. There's so many things I want to oh, talk about. <laughs> but, you know, like the within like the first two years, I had posted like a quick little video I made of me um, fishing a frog. Uh, and some lily pads and a guy had reached out and I was like, hey, um, I kind of noticed how you were holding your reel. I'd like to give you some suggestions on how to better hold it and whatnot. Because like, I think I was like holding like almost not quite the butt end of it, but I was like, I didn't even have my thumb on the spool or nothing. 
And I was just learning to still learn how to use bait casters because yeah. when I first got into this, I was all spinning reels. I had never touched a bait caster, you know. So, but it, it was it was definitely you know welcome and awesome that you know people were reaching out to try to help, you know. So yeah. I think that also goes to, you know, in a non-condescending way, like genuine way. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. But like sometimes, and I don't know if this is just me, but I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in this either. But sometimes though, when I am around a group of men, sometimes I almost feel like there is still sort of like that feminine expectation kind of set on women a little bit in a sense, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, are you too afraid to catch the fish or touch, uh, touch the fish, you know, or like girly type things, you know, in a sense. And then also like, again, kind of like with social media and everything and with today's society, I feel like that if you don't fit the society standards of quote unquote, a woman, Mm -hmm. you're not exactly going to be recognized or make it as high or make it as far. Yep. In a sense. Yep. I totally, totally get what you're saying. I I kind of experienced both ends of that. Um, And and I'll, I'll try to explain what I mean there. So when I first got into it and started fishing, I was getting some opportunities and a lot of women, there were several women out there that were um, very frustrated and angry at me saying, of course she got it. She's your tall, skinny, blonde. Like she doesn't like think pigeonholing me in with these women that were just, you know, fit the fit what they were looking for, but had no talent. And it wasn't until, you know, I, I started fishing tournaments that those women one by one reached out and apologized to me. And I forgave them because I was like, look, I get it. I understand you have, there's, there's validity in what you're saying because for so long, so as you know, it like one of the reasons that motivated me six, seven years ago is you opened up a freaking hook fishing or any type of fishing advertisement. It was this like bombshell of a gorgeous full makeup, full hair, like tiny little clothes holding a a reel upside down or, you know, not (laughs) completely just incompetent. So I don't like it at all for that, you know? I was going to ask, do you feel like there is a, I mean, they're like the advertisers were almost looking for someone that could be genuine, you know, not the, just the, you know, I don't want to say like, you know, I know what, what you're saying. The pinup yeah. girl. I, I don't know. I don't want to call it that. Bikini babe. Back then, now it's changed. The last five years, I've seen a huge shift and what companies are looking for. But when we first got into this six, seven years ago, no, they were looking for whoever aesthetically fit their advertising. And that yes. was very evident, very yes. evident. And that was, that was really frustrating for me. It was frustrating for a lot of women and a lot of women did get overlooked because of how they looked. Yeah. Um, and that, so, so I didn't blame any of the women for automatically, you know, being upset with me. And I wasn't even trying to, to look pretty out there. I just was, you know, I fit, I had the long blonde hair and the braid and all that stuff. So it just looked like another one of those, you know, skinny, like pretty girls or whatever. And I, I didn't, that's why I wasn't even remotely upset at those women for thinking that because they, they were right in thinking that because it happens so often. But now um, companies truly, and I, I, I will stand behind this. 
there's been a big shift in what companies, um, and it go, it's thanks to women like Susie, like myself, like trait, like these women that, um, are forces out there on the water and they are pushing for this and companies are now valuing women that can give seminars, can walk the walk, talk the talk, all of it. And I, I really believe that. Don't you think Suze it's shifted? I feel like it has definitely shifted in uh, at least a better direction. Um, yeah. it's again, you know, this is just, you know, like a, a me thing in a sense too. Sometimes it's harder for me to see just because of my shape and size. <laughs> in a sense, I, I'm not skinny by any means or anything like that. But, you know, at the same time, I'm just like, I don't have anything to hide. Like, you know, I'm just out here trying to be like anybody else. Like, you know, why should I be everybody else? You're, right. you're a freaking member out there. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Well, hopefully the, these companies are realizing that there is an audience there that they can reach by not turning off the women side of the their clientele by, you know, you know, posting things in a certain way where if they actually have genuine, you know, competitive anglers, you know, who are women, it's going to draw that side of, you know, why would you not want to increase that, you know, side of your clientele? This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Exactly. I mean, look at the guy side. There's guys from all shapes and sizes that are, you know, out there doing stuff. So it's, I think it's getting there. I know that, if, I know a few ladies that, um, you know, are varying sizes and builds and they're getting opportunities. So I'm seeing it. Um, and I hope that we can, uh, we definitely have a lot, a lot of work left to do there, but it's happening. I really do believe that. Awesome. Yeah, that is definitely encouraging to hear too. And, you know, hopefully listeners and watchers out there, you know, men and women alike, you know, don't, don't be afraid to like, you know, step out there and reach out, you know, you never know what opportunity you might be missing out if you, you know, if you don't try. <laughs> Yep. It's, it's the world now with, with the internet and social media and how it is. 
if you if you are determined to do something you can literally do it you have it's a lot of work but if you build a build a brand for yourself and you've got good organic just authentic content it that stuff does get noticed and doesn't matter what, I mean, what you look like where you came from what type you know how your accent is i mean it doesn't matter I, i've seen that now you know look at people that are blowing up just by putting good content out there you know yeah. it's it's kind of crazy <laughs> it's overwhelming sometimes too because it's just like you know you never know what's gonna come out there anymore like you know TikTok, instagram twitter facebook it's just there's so many platforms out there yeah i'm done i'm capped out like i can't <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I draw a hard line. Like I've got enough. I can't. And so I just, right. <laughs> just you almost need a, a social media manager now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, speaking of social media, we'll kind of dive down that rabbit hole a little bit. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, posting and everything, like looking at yourself, how you kind of used to post, you know, five years from now, five years back then, and then how you're posting now, how have you changed like your format or like has social media had any like big effect on like you and your career or yourself personally, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> social media can be a hell of a thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I, I can say this one statement, it'll pretty much sum up everything. Social media, um, I make my entire living because of social media. And social media is the one thing that has almost led me to quit all of it about 150 times. So it's like, it's a, it's really is a double-edged sword. Like I make my entire living because of that platform, because of social media, most of my income anyway. Um, but it is, I see so, I'm so old school and I see so many flaws and so many issues with it. And like I said, I, I've, uh, when I first got on there, I didn't, I obviously didn't have near the, near the following. My posts were, I, I, I did a lot of, I put a lot of my writing. I was a freelance writer for a long time. That's one of like the thousand things that I did to try to make a living like back when I was an entrepreneur. Um, so I, I put a lot of my writing there and I was pretty fiery you know, when I, I, I got very passionate about certain things and I didn't have any filter whatsoever. I mean, it's <laughs> all out there, but I felt that it was coming out now, you know, where I'm at, I've learned, I, I've gained, I've grown a lot. Um, I've, you know, some of my perceptions have changed a little bit. Have, I've been molded after just experiencing and listening and kind of softening my very firm stance on things to kind of see all sides of it. And I almost feel like a little bit of an obligation to be I wouldn't say like a role model or a leader, but kind of, you know, I have a lot of young women that look up to me and are seeing what I do. And I, I'm not going to be one of those people that takes that lightly. You know, I want to make sure, and it's, it's helped me try to be a better person, like every single day and what I post, how I post. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, I wouldn't say I, I have a filter on, but I kind of do. And how I think and what I do and say now is just different than what it was. You know, I've, I've definitely grown a ton as my social media has grown. And I've been in this industry now for six or seven years. Um, I don't feel the need to post as often. I definitely have boundaries. 
Um, back then I would try to respond to every single comment, go into my DMS. I don't go into my DMS. anymore. I, I can't, I don't have time. Um, I really don't. I, I try to every once in a while I'll go, but man, there, there's some, I'm like, why did I go in here? Um, <laughs> yep. Comments, but yeah, I, I, I think people understand that we've got lives too. And being present in the moment is something that I speak very highly on. And so I can't, in order to, to live what I say or do what I buy, what I say, I mean, I can't sit there and respond to a thousand comments every day. Um, I right. try really hard to, get to them and I appreciate them, but it's like, I've learned a lot of boundaries in the last few years. You know, not everybody, you know, you have to be, you have to be careful sometimes too. Yes, <laughs> very much. So, um, you know, I can kind of attest a little bit to social media. Um, I explored uh, TikTok for a little while and uh, I posted a uh, video I took with my cell phone catching a muskie out at my uh, favorite place at Banner Marsh. And of course, I'm cursing like a sailor and everything and going like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I had like, I don't know, 300,000 views like overnight. It like went viral, mm -hmm. whatever you would call it, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? And so I was just like, this is the last thing I expected to like go viral over, you know? It just, I was just having fun. I was like, oh, what the heck could it hurt? You know, boom, it blew up. But then like, it definitely gave me an insight to like the dark side of social media because like, people can just be so crude and mean and vulgar and just oh, despicable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot awful. of keyboard warriors out there. Oh, oh yeah. There, It's like they had a bad day. And so they're going to ruin your day by however yes. fast they can type. You know, it's, there is definitely a lot of that. And I, when I, when a video of mine goes viral, I get tagged in one that another outlet is shared. I almost cringe because like, the comments are, are so crude and they're not yeah. warranted. You know, like, it's like, how dare you guys make these super crude sexual comments on my stuff, you know, right. but that's the, babe, that's the world wide web. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not out here asking for it, you know, like I'm fully clothed. I mean, it's crazy what people, what people will say. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean like the comments and everything that were on mine, like it, you know, wasn't like at all surprising, but just like the intensity of the amount of comments that were like, at, I was like, Jesus, do these people have nothing better to do now? <laughs> you know, yeah. but I mean, yep. like, yeah, that's it. They don't. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the other thing, like with social media is just, you know, not only has it kind of consumed a lot of people's lives, but like it can also somewhat, you know, not necessarily give a false impression, but like, you know, when you're posting on social media, of course, you're going to post like your, your best videos, you're always catching fish, you know, and stuff like that. And people are just like, man, she must be so good because she's catching all these huge fish and everything. When, you know, people don't always realize, hey, like the hours or days it took just to even get those shots. Yeah. And I think we need to do, I I've been trying, I don't know if anyone can tell, but the last couple of years, because especially with my, like being a full-time fisherman and living on the road, people romanticize that. And Ooh, I was like, I, yes. I, I really want to, I actually spoke at a Christian school, um, a couple of months ago. And the first thing I told those kids was every reason why you don't want to be a professional angler. 
and the reality of it and what it actually looks like and how most of, you know, I, 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 cause I think it's so important and living on the road full time, like it, I'm tired. Like I'm exhausted. There's, there's so many things that like just being able to, to have a home and go and make a meal, like a, a nice fresh meal. Like people don't understand that have homes and have like the resources to do that. Like just having somewhere to go like that, right. just, just having that security. Like I, and I try really hard through my posts. It's like, there's a fine line. You don't want to come off and be like, pity me or sound like you're negative or are not grateful for the life that you have, because I love my life. I chose it. I structured my life so I could live this, but I have to have people understand not everybody's built for it. Sometimes right. I don't think I'm built for it. You know, not everyone's built for that. And there's, there's going to be a time where I, I want, I mean, that's not going to be my life anymore. Um, so I try really hard to, to kind of put that out there and with the fishing too, my tournaments, if I'm, if I blow up a reel, I just put that, like I caught a freaking six and a half pounder and the next cast, I caught my rod, threw it in the water and blew up my reel. <laughs> like I, put, I post that stuff because that's real. Like yeah. sometimes I, I, I'm a, I know I'm a good angler, but there's times where it's like that chick's a hot mess. And I need, I need to understand that I'm not that cool all the time. So. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Real yeah. is good. Relatable and it's healthy. So totally. Absolutely. I, yeah. And I, I think that's true just in fishing videos in general. Like um, this, if you know, you take this channel, it's focused towards new anglers. If they go strictly off of what they see on social media or like even YouTube, like tactical bass. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you must, you should be, I'm not catching a fish every five minutes. What am I doing wrong? You know? And you know, so for, I, all the, yeah, for all the new viewers here, just go watch my last YouTube, my day two Kissimmee chain, where I literally caught two total fish and I lost 11 in a row flipping. Oh. I posted that. I mean, it was, it was, painful to edit that footage but i put i made that one of my videos because that that's literally how it went for me and right. it was like it was like it was my first time flipping you know i lost every single fish and i was like what is what is going on i changed the hook out i mean crazy so yeah it's don't ever feel like there's there's a expectation out there for you to exceed like you're out there just trying to do better by your standards every day and just try to do a little bit better and learn a little something and most importantly just enjoy it have fun yeah. Don't forget why you're out there in the first place. Right. That. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of, uh, going back a little bit to, you know, um, you know, women in the industry, um, being looked over or maybe even, um, people maybe seeing you as, you know, not necessarily like a threat in a sense, but like, you know, some people might also be jealous because, well, because she's a woman, of course she's going to get things and whatnot, mm -hmm. you know. I necessarily haven't dealt with that in a sense, but, you know, I think you had mentioned it, uh, gosh, a couple of years ago, maybe even at the Women's at iFit event, I think you might have mentioned it one time, and it got me to thinking too, and I was just like, huh, you know, that's a really interesting way of putting it because, again, in today's age and everything, everybody who is being looked over or is trying for something and they see that somebody else got it, especially a woman, you know, of course they're going to want to put, you know, the blame and point the fingers and try to make it a, you know, sexist thing or whatever it may be. Um, Absolutely. 
Um, that was really hard for me for my first few years in the steel. Mm -hmm. Very hard for me because I had several people that I thought were, were friends that supported me when I was kind of like the underdog. And as soon as I started getting these breaks, these big opportunities, these sponsorships, these photo shoots, those people turn from like supporting me and wanting to see me succeed to like, how, why is all this happening for you? Like, you, why do you get that? And I don't. Um, and some of these people saw the amount of work that I put into it. There's very few people out there that see how much behind the scenes stuff I do. Like I fished a tournament on Kissimmee. I was up till 1am editing the two YouTube videos that I then posted myself that next day, you know, and then went out and shot three sponsor videos and I have 15 of them. So it's like, I, I literally have hustled so hard and for a while, like it hurt me. Like it really hurt my feelings. I was like, I, like, I remember one TOC, like three or maybe the first TOC it was or second TOC. I got third, um, in this TOC and one of my sponsors shared my photo in a newsletter. And one of the guys that, um, I think did better. I don't remember. did was upset. He's like, what? Like I didn't get anything like why? Like I did better than you, you know, why isn't my stuff? here. And I was just like, I can't, I didn't do that. I didn't ask for my stuff to be there. Like a lot of times people would share my stuff or put it out there. Chevy. <laughs> and it's like, guys, I'm not asking for this attention. I don't want it. Like, I'm sorry that they're not sharing your stuff. I'm sorry. I get that. That's frustrating. And that just brings the whole point is that women face a certain set of obstacles that are very different from the obstacles that men face. It is harder for men to get noticed way harder. Uh, a lot of times though, I don't think guys could handle having their talent and abilities discredited or questioned every single time asking them who helped you, who gave you this information? How did you win this tournament? Someone must have helped you, you know, who'd you get the info from? I don't think a lot of guys could handle that. Their, their egos couldn't handle it. So there are different, and that's what made me understand is that, look, everybody, whether man, woman, whether you're a fisherman, whether you're working um, in engineering, no matter what you're doing, you're going to have a set of obstacles that is unique to you. And that helped me understand that, like, you know, go easy on everybody else because everybody has their own battles and their own set of obstacles. And it doesn't make yours any less severe or any easier. It's just, we have our obstacles that we deal with. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me for a while. And I definitely, uh, you learn really quickly that the people you want in your corner are going to be there for you when you're kind of the underdog. And then also when you're on top. Um, I'm just going to ask about that. Like how much of it was, Hey, you know, I'll help you. I'll give you advice. Uh, and then as soon as you start, succeeding then you're a threat all of a sudden and how much of that went away and you know well for me i was so dang stubborn that um i you know when a lot of people offered help i didn't i wouldn't take it like i was i was almost because i in my mind i was like if i do what all the rest of the guys are doing and they're talking fishing then people are going to think that's why i did well so i almost took it to an unhealthy level of when i would i would absolutely not even hear anything i wouldn't i didn't want to i didn't want to hear if there was a bait that was working i didn't want to hear about an area that was good i removed myself entirely from that and was so almost like rude to people saying i don't want to hear anything even though it was legal totally legal and a lot, everybody did it but i wouldn't because i had i had a major like pride issue in that like if i if i do this and oh she heard this from, even though you know that never usually helps like information Right. Rarely ever helps anybody on a, on a day. Um, I didn't want that to be an excuse, but yeah, now 
Yeah, no one really even offers anymore. To- <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's probably the other way around. Be like, Christine, can you tell me what the juice is? <laughs> yeah, it is. And I see everyone will say, I, I tell everybody everything. What bait I'm catching them on always. And free fishing. I mean, I've got so so much less competitive um tournament fishing to me anymore is not about winning tournaments i mean i don't i don't get paid to win tournaments that's not i could not fish another tournament and i would still have my income and in what i do tournaments is for me it's just because i love it and i don't have to do well anymore i've kind of put my time in there which is awesome and now i just i really want to help people learn how to be better on the water and enjoy tournament fishing. And I want to see women getting into it because it's such a great thing for women to have them on the competitive side. So my whole focus has shifted into this mindset that I have to prove myself and prove my abilities to where I don't owe anybody anything anymore. I don't need to feel, I don't have to, I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anybody or myself. Like I'm happy where I'm at. I don't have to win another tournament. I don't have to do this. I just want to help. I want to be there and, and fish and travel with a G and get to do things. And have our women's event. Like that's, it, it's been crazy. My, my, uh, priority shift just in the last like two years. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But I mean, heck, those are, those are definitely some awesome goals to have though. I mean, like, you know, you, you can still be competitive in a sense, but you know, mm-hmm. you're also being competitive in a helpful way too, you know, not yeah. only by helping others, teaching others, you know, and whatnot. So, um, I was going to ask you, like, if you could almost like give us like the life of Christine Fisher as a week, you know, cause I mean, I can't even imagine like just the hours spent on like photo editing, like scheduling things, figuring out your next trip, uh, lodging, food, you know, all of the above, you know? And I mean, you're doing this alone most of the time too. So it's just like, how the heck do you coordinate everything sometimes? I lose my keys five or six times a day. Um, just, <laughs> yeah, that's real. Uh, so just roughly like, I'll give you, I'll give you a week and a half ago. So I'm down in Florida by myself. Um, it is Monday. I just packed up an Airbnb I had Sunday because I forgot to book it Monday. Booked another Airbnb. Um, shot two sponsor videos that morning. Got on the water for a few hours just to, that's like my downtime is getting on the water and fishing. Um, went to a, I was on the water till a little after seven o'clock. Found one restaurant that was open. Got some to-go food. Got up the next morning. Um, got on the water. Shot a video jumped on a plane to Venice for a sponsor event with Yeti was there doing a media event for three days. That looked um, awesome by the way. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, absolutely incredible. Got back super late Friday night, wrote two articles on the plane. Um, for, so I still do some, yeah. So I wrote two articles on the plane, got back Friday night or Saturday, Thursday night, Friday morning, had one day of practice for the Kissimmee chain tournament, got off, did all my rigging, um, wrapped up, I had something else I edited. Oh, another short video for uh, Outdoor America. Fished the tournament. Saturday night was exhausted. I mean, eating gas station food, eating whatever the guys bring home for me. I was with Stewie, Russ, and uh, Garrett Wade. And Stewie usually pick us up some food on the way back. Um, and Sunday had the tournament. Edited both YouTube videos that night. Monday loaded up. Drove to my next destination. Fished all day. Put that YouTube video up the next day. I mean, this is literally just how it goes. I mean, it's, there's never like a period where I just get to like, like, I don't just get paid to just go out and fish 
You know, I, I have a lot of stuff I've got to do, you know, and I love all of it, but it's, it is straight up chaos. <laughs> like chaos. I tell myself every year, like, okay, I, I truly believe that what you put in your body makes you sleep better, makes you think more. So I'm going to eat healthy. Boom. First day on the road, freaking two day old donuts, crappy coffee, <laughs> like a can of ravioli that I can just eat with my fingers out in the kayak. Like first day. Oh that's like, that's goodness. reality for me. Ugh. It's awful. Wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Like my first, mm, no, it's probably my third year, I think I got into kayak fishing. Like I went all over the place. And like that wasn't even like all the time, but there was a good like solid six weeks in a row where I was gone. Like I would leave Thursday after work and come home Sunday night. And I did that for like, you know, six weeks in a row. And after that, I come home and I'm like, holy crap, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, you want to sleep for a week. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. That's the and then you're just like, everything around the house is just like in shambles. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, you haven't done any cleaning or anything like that. So it might be a good thing that you don't have a house yet because, you know, you don't have to, uh, you know. Yet keep up with I'm the scared to put anything in it because yeah that's exactly why I'll, it'll be trash trucks and mess yeah that that's that's real life this episode is brought to you by Shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right. Oh, gosh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, kudos to you. I mean, that is... That is for real, like a full-time job, like almost 24-7. Like you yeah, don't get we, much vacation time. <laughs> there's no vacation. Well, yeah, I was gonna time. say it's quite a few jobs. It's not just yep. yeah. Yeah, I so I, I essentially look at it like I've got like 15 or 16 part-time jobs. Right. That's how I kind yeah. of look at it. Um, all part-time jobs. And again, <laughs> I love it. I, I feel like I'm built for it. I've always been kind of like entrepreneurial mindset where I, I've, I've held down three jobs at a time since I was 18. So I'm used to juggling a lot of different things. Um, and I think that if I just had one very consistent thing, I'd go freaking crazy. So it's probably <laughs> good that I've got all this stuff going on. Um, and I love like the best part about it is just the people. Like I love being on the road and, you know, meeting people out on the water and just hearing their stories. Like I've, you know, the, the, the longer I get into this, that that's, that's it for me. Like getting to, to kind of talk to people and hear about their journey and just meet them on the water, just sharing the, the good stuff, like the joy, the, the lights of the world. I I've really been clinging to that lately. And that's why I'm just so thankful to, for all these different people that I encounter, like on the road, you know? I was just going to ask that besides, you know, obviously paying your bills, what, what draws you back or keeps you, you know, 
you know, when, when the haters are like flaming and everything, what, what helps you stick with it and brings you back to it? You know, honestly, um, re there was just very recently, I really was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. I want to have a homestead, get off the internet completely, like throw my phone in the ocean and light it on fire. If you want. <laughs> and like literally that next day I get this email from this mom, um, this, uh, of two, she has two high school daughters. She, my, my girls are the only high all girls team in our school. And one of them is now going to college. And she basically, every time her and her sister do well, the boys accuse their dad of catching their fish for them. And every time she said, it's so hard for her. And she's like, I want to quit mom. But then I watch her watch my videos. And she's like, I can't. Cause I know if, if she's doing it, I know I can too. And I'm like, oh, dang it. I gotta stay. <laughs> Crap. I guess I'll go edit another video. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, and I, honestly, I get those messages like that and comments like that all the time. And it's just like, break it. Like, it just makes my heart full. Cause it's like, okay, that's why I'm doing this. Like that's really the main reason why I'm doing this is because there's so many women that need to see somebody surviving it and making it and fighting these battles and knowing that if I can survive all this and I can do it, that every other gal out there can, can do it too. Definitely. You know, and that's pretty powerful. Um, but it's literally like every time I'm like, okay, like I tell G, okay, this is it. Like I'm done with all of it. We're, we're pulling the plug on social media. Then I get a, get a comment like that or a message. And so I, I feel like for right now, whether I like it or not, this is where I'm supposed to be. It's where I'm meant to be. And I truly, I believe in that. I believe that there's a, you know, a purpose there. And for, for whatever reason, I'm meant to be in this space right now for at least a little bit longer. And I'm just going to trust in that until. You know, I'm like, I'm going to quit again. And then I don't get a message. I'm like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't get I mean, that sign this time. Yeah. I'll always fish forever. But yeah, I, the social media is a short term thing for me. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Now I know before we, um, uh, started recording here, I know you said you had some, definitely some interesting insights, uh, about like some recent experiences that you wanted to share with me. I'm curious yeah, so about those. Yes. Thanks for reminding me. I did this really cool interview with Christopher Decker, who is an editor at Bassmaster. And he was pulling uh, myself, uh, Brianna Tucker, who fishes the Bass Opens. And then my friend, Christine, who Christy Bradley who also fishes the Bass Opens. Um, why aren't we seeing more women compete? And like, so say we, we've got high school programs on college programs and a lot of women do that, but then right after college, they're done. They yeah. don't compete. They don't <clears throat> continue. There's literally one gal fishing the opens this year and the, on the boat side, you know, there's a handful of us that do it on the kayak side, but not many. So what, mm -hmm. what is, and it was a, it was really a fascinating, it was a fascinating conversation. And he, cause I didn't have the answers cause I didn't know. I was like, why? Um, and I actually talked to some of the women at the Yeti event about that. And I was like, you know, why is it? Are, are women, are we just wired differently? Are, do our priorities shift as we, you know, get to a certain point? Why don't we have that competitive drive? Why don't we see competitive as a uh, option for us? Why do we, why don't more women do it? Um, so I didn't just have insight. I mostly had a question because I was still thinking about that and trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what is that? Like, why is it because it hasn't really been done before? So they, they don't see themselves in that and they don't think it really is a, a viable option. 
Is it the not having a, I know when my brother and I were younger, I would always back the trailer in, but my brother would be the one that would drive the boat. Like dad would have him kind of do that and not me. So is it just the lack of experience with the boats that most women don't probably get? Like, is it a cultural thing? Is it a upbringing thing? Is it a mind thing? Is it a intimidation thing? You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I always know I'm, I'm a little bit weird. I'm definitely different, you know? So, um, but I like for, for like everybody else, what, what is it? Is it that they, they want to have family and, and, you know, the women at the Yeti event were like, we our guys do this stuff. So we, you know, we're, they're like amazing on their own. They're guides. They do all this, but like, we can't, we can't just go off and do that because we have a, we have this to take care of. We've got a I was curious about that. I was wondering about that. Cause I know my wife says the same thing about the kind of, she's like, Oh, well you go and do the things you do, but somebody has to stay home and take care of yeah. the things here. So, and, and, you know, she does, I'm blessed that she, you know, does let me do as much as I do do, but, uh, I oftentimes feel sure. like it's definitely not as equal as it should be. <laughs> yeah, but I just wonder, like, so I think with women sometimes, and the weird thing is, is like the older I get, the more like instincts I have to want to just stay home and like have a garden. Can you ever believe me saying I want to have a garden? Like I'm having these <laughs> desires to have a garden. I can't be on the road if I have that. So it's like maybe I'm getting into that where like, you know, I want to start cooking. It's like, where is this coming from? But I think, you know, maybe women just, um, value things differently. I was always that adventure, like that kind of wired, like a dude, probably cause I spent my whole life around guys. I don't know, but it was really fascinating to kind of dive into that and, and learn like, why do most women not pursue that competitively as a career? <clears throat> I'm curious about that too, you know, and trying to think right now, you know, at least for me, like, Okay, like I love fishing, love kayak fishing. I know I still have a whole ton to learn. Like we all it would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome <laughs> to get into, you know, the boat world of things, but I wouldn't know where to start and the money for something yeah, like that. Yeah, and women are smarter with money. Like we don't want to just dump a hundred grand on a boat. I would like I think women are more financially like smart. <laughs> I will I will wholeheartedly agree with it. <laughs> yeah. If it were the women, like everything would fall apart. <laughs> Probably yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't think about that. You know, but then like also that, but like, you know, getting started, I mean, yeah, you know, you might get some recognition at first if you're like one of the only ladies at like, you know, Bassmaster Classic or something like that. But like, it's kind of with everything else, you know, it's like, oh, we get excited about this one thing and then go back to, you know, everything else. But like, you know, for a woman, a woman who's just getting started out there, you know, how, how is she going to go about getting all these sponsors? You know, let's take somebody who's just fresh, brand new, you know, maybe didn't even get a chance to do any of the college fishing stuff. Like I am so jealous and mad that I missed out on all of that. Oh my gosh, me too. Like my high school now has a uh, high school bass fishing team. And I'm just like, seriously, where was this when I was there? (laughs) Super salty about that. Oh my gosh. You're right. Um, for the sponsorship thing, it's hard. It's hard now. It's hard for women. It's hard. It's harder for guys. Honestly, it's way harder for guys. But if you like, and that's why I tell kids, if you really want to do the business thing or the, the, the angling thing, dude, you gotta have a freaking social media presence. You have to, you have to build a brand first and foremost. And 
it's definitely like, I don't know, I think it's starting to level out a little bit, but I would say that, you know, women have a, a, a much larger of an opportunity there just because of the rarity aspect of it. And that's right. why it's like, yeah. it's so important to, we have our own certain sets of obstacles. And I used to be very like vocal about those that we got all the, the, you know, the bikini babes out here. We got all the disrespect, all of this, all of that. And I used to really like weave that into my writing, but now like over the last couple of years, I, we can't stay in that forever. If we want to grow, just like guys, they can't sit there and complain that they're not getting over to opportunities or they're not. It, Cause at the end of the day, it really is just complaining. And it's like, I had to look at that and say, okay, yeah, I have a lot of obstacles. There's things are really freaking hard for me. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. But guess what? Like I'm going to focus on what I do have and the opportunities I do have. And I'm going to, I'm going to use that as my fuel moving forward. And if I want something, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to put my head down. And I'm going to work my tail off until I get it type of deal. Instead of like, there's this obstacle, there's this obstacle. And I'll say the same thing about guys. You know, if they're like, I'm never going to get sponsored or I'm never going to do that. Yeah. With that attitude, you're right. You never will. But if you right. start hustling and you start actually like working harder than you think you're even capable of working and putting things out there and learning and researching and talking and networking, you will, you will, it, it might take years, it took me years, but it, it yeah. will happen. Focus on yeah. that. Focus on the positive and don't keep yourself in this victim state of mind of that everything. It's just too hard. It's not going to happen. The chances are slim. Because if they're going to focus on that, then that's going to be your result every time. Yeah. You're, you're setting your own glass ceiling at that point, really. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And it, it's, it's not constructive, you know, like, shoot, I was super vocal about the, about the getting mad about, you know, women sexualizing fishing that did no good. You know, I, I was just, I think a lot of us are kind of justified in that sometimes, but what good does it do when we can just, instead let them do them and then set the example that we want to set by leading by example. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I don't waste my energy on that stuff anymore. Right. I think that's cool that you got to that place. I mean, I'm sure it was a journey, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, a lot of years from being super fiery about it to now, like, no, I'm not gonna, I don't have any room for neck. I think being on social media for five years, is like, I have zero tolerance for negativity anymore, whether it be on social media or in my own head. You know, I don't need to focus. Like if, if this woman has something or if she's doing well, like good on her. If I, it's not my business to say whether or not she deserves it or if she's portraying herself, right. That does not affect me whatsoever. So I will just work hard to be the light that I want to be. And set the example that I think needs to be out there. And that's really all there is to it. And that's been a huge huge, um, shift for me and my mental focus and everything. And it's been why I can probably still just survive in the, this chaotic life that is my life. <laughs> uh, it's healthy. It's just a healthy mindset. Yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow. <laughs> Even thinking about a lot of that stuff, I'm just like, man, 
how does she do it? Because like sometimes I struggle with my own negative thoughts all the time. It's just like, damn. <laughs> it, it, was, it didn't come overnight. It took, I mean, right. it took years and I still work on it. I've got a lot of little practices I do, but it it's like that to get the negativity out. It is a, and sometimes like you'll have, I'll have that slip and it's, I have to rec, I've, now I can recognize it when that negative thought's coming in and I know how to redirect it. But it did that, that, like I said, this has been years of me yeah. having to work through it. There's been a lot, I made, I've made every mistake possible, you know, in this journey, every single mistake possible. I'm human and I can own it. And there was times where I've been wrong and handled the situations wrong and said things I shouldn't have said. And there's some things where I've been proud of how I've handled it. And I, you know, the last couple of years I've, I can finally say that I'm to a place where it's like, I have a very healthy outlook on everything. And I, I don't have this like vengeful, prideful, um, kind of attitude about me, you know, and anything. And I think that once you get there and gosh, I wish, I wish it wouldn't have taken me so dang long to get there, <laughs> but it's like that negativity, it doesn't ever serve us, especially when it's about ourselves, you know, it doesn't. I know, Susie, you and I have conversations about that a lot, and we have, and it's, yeah, yep. it's, that, that is the one thing that changes everything. That's the one thing we're in control of, is our attitude. Exactly. I was going to say that, really, you know, if you take out of the equation everything you can't control, then, yes. you know, like all, whatever anybody else is doing, really, is nothing that you can control. You can not, mm -hmm. you know, when you remove that from the equation, you know, all that's left is you, really. And fishing, same way. We can't control the weather, if the fish are going to bite, you know, the, the pressure, any of this. If someone's on our spot, the only thing we control out on the water is our attitude and our mindset and our mental game. And once you realize that, it, that's such a simple statement, but there, that packs more power than anything I've ever learned. Like any more, anything is if you can control this up here in every aspect of life and every capacity of life, you've got life pretty figured out. But you, I don't think you ever master it. Like, you know, I, I like I said, <laughs> it's a journey. It's a journey. Say, put me in traffic and right away I go right back to it. <laughs> yes, me too. I, every time I go to Texas, I'm like, gee, Dallas, no bueno. Uh-uh. Nope. I mean, yeah. Dallas isn't exactly the best place, you know, to be just cruising around town either. You know I mean? Yeah, traffic is insane. <laughs> I can think I have everything all together and then I get in traffic and then I realize like, nope, still got a long way to go. That is so funny. That is me. I feel like I'm a very level-headed, very joyful person. The second you actually, like the second there's even like, and for me, traffic is like just a couple of cars, like going slower than they're supposed to. I lose my mind. I'm like, why is these people stop? It's noon on a Tuesday. Why is everyone on the road? Like I'll just be at work. Like I'll, I'll just like just like that. Use your signal. That is my biggest thing. I'm so scared by that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. I I I'm not even gonna try to address that right now. I don't have time for it. I'll, I'll let that. I'll just let that be my thing. Where I lose, I lose it. You gotta have it. <laughs> oh shoot! Well, good stuff. <laughs> Well, awesome. Um, gosh, wow. That is, um, definitely we got deep there. We did. <laughs> we did, but Hey, I love it. You know? And like, this is kind of exactly what I was hoping for. Just, you know, just to kind of dive into some stuff, talk about the, you know, 
woman view of everything and just, you know, a day in a life of Christine Fisher, you know, it's not all sunshines and rainbows, you know, it's, it's hard work. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's grab an umbrella. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's time. It's dedication. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And there's not a lot of people that can do what you do. Right. I wish I could, but I just, yeah. We'll live vicariously through you for right now. That's right. Um, (laughs) Hey, if you guys are sitting there and you're in your beautiful homes and the she shed that I'm envious of, I will live vicariously through y'all too. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice meal and just have a place, you know, have a garage, have all your things. Like y'all it's, it's a, that's, that's a piece that only comes with having that. And I haven't had it for a long time. So yep. there's always, it's always like that grass is greener. So exactly. I love, your yeah. I love, I love seeing my friends that have the homes and the families. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. I, I don't have a family or pets. I don't get to have pets. So there's pros and cons. Like my, my life is beautiful in its own way and I love it. I'm so thankful for it, but there's like, I can't wait to have a dang garden one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the I'm little real. things in life, really. <laughs> really is yes and in any in any walk of life like any wherever our journey is like it really is those little things right right if you can find enough joy to get you through the day then you're doing something right right yeah you really are that's that's what it's about and dude there was okay this is super this is on the subject but it's random so speaking of that what you just said i'll never forget this and i i'll never forget this this is like a this is a big deal so I was back in Nebraska. I had just gotten off the water. I was guiding a kayak trip for Marty. And I go to this gas station. It's like 7.30 at night. And I like trudge up the line. And there's this there's this cashier that's just like probably like 35 years old, glasses, like crazy hair. And he's like, how's it going today, ma'am? Like, and just greeting everybody, like, damn, you know, doing all this. And I'm just like, oh, like what, what's going on here? And he's like, I, I, I had these like, these old um, sausage biscuits from the morning. And he's like, Oh, he's like, don't tell, you just take those. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I, I got to ask you something like what, what's, what's going on? Like, you're so happy. And he was like, you know what my dad always tells me. And I said, what's that? I think his name was Ed. He's like, Ed, whatever you do in life, do the very best you can at it and, and be happy doing it. And he was like, so I figured I'm a, I'm a cashier at a gas station. So I'm going to be the best in cashier at a gas station that I ever could be. And I'm going to love every second. And I was That's like, awesome. holy cow. That I had like an epiphany at the gas station off the interstate, <laughs> like in Nebraska, in the middle of nowhere. That's awesome. That is God, awesome. Infectious. Like, do you think he loves being a, ga- a cashier? Like, Yeah, he did. You know, he found a way to like being like, this is what, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I, my job is a cashier and I'm going to be the very best I can be at it. And I'm going to spread joy wherever I'm going. And I was like, holy freaking cow. That's amazing. I'll never forget that. You know, that's, that's awesome. That <laughs> is. I'll never forget that. It right? that, See, I, that with me. And it's, it's always those positive, you know, bright, you know, gleeful moments that you always remember the most, you know, it changes your day. Like my, it, that changed my whole day. Right. You know, I yeah. just like had this like refreshed perspective on things. And every time I think about that, it's like, it, so if you have the worst job in the world, 
you can still be the best you can be at it and just try it. Because everything, like, just your attitude can literally change somebody else's day. I was just, just going to say that. Yep. The people that you touch, you know, just one person, if you make happy, you know, like oh. you said, it's infectious and they're going to go make other people happy. And that's exactly. how we, you know, right. make the world a better place. So. That's right. That's <laughs> Unless you cut me off in traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't go there. We don't, we don't go down there. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game right there. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, Christine, it has definitely been a pleasure having you on the podcast tonight. Um, do you have any other um Closing comments, advice, tips, suggestions, anything you want to give our listeners to? Um, I want to thank you too for having me on. Um, Suze, you're one of my favorite people on this planet. And you both are, this has been an awesome show. You guys ask good questions. You've got um, a really good positive energy that I love. And it's just been an honor. And for just any advice, y'all just don't, just don't let fear bind you. If you think you can't do something or you think that you're not able to do something or someone's telling, don't, no, uh-uh, we don't, we don't have time for that. Don't, don't, the fear is the one thing out there that you just, that has no place in our lives at all. So don't be scared. The water feels great. Jump on in and enjoy it. <laughs> Cannonball in, right? That's my that's my slip where there's no water in the bottom. So <laughs> hoping someone catches me. Awesome stuff. Well, do you want to share um, where folks can find you, like social media wise and um that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. So um uh, let's see, what is my social media stuff? I've got a YouTube, I think it's just Christine Fisher on the YouTube. I put all my tournament stuff out. Actually, uh, G and I filmed our first video together on our awesome. favorite Florida dates, which we made live. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. the, the weekend made a cameo, so that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Instagram has been Best Fisher Gal, and Facebook is uh, just Christine Fisher. Um, I do do TikTok. I don't like to admit that, uh, but I, only, <laughs> like, I ain't no I, shame. <laughs> I post fishing stuff, and I I don't think I've posted in in like a month or two. Um, I think that's just Christine Fisher as well. No Twitter, no uh, no Snapper chat. I don't do any of that stuff. Uh, but the rest of it, mostly Instagram and YouTube. Cool. And any sponsors that you want to shout out? All of them. They're great. Love them. Appreciate them. <laughs> cool. Good deal. Good deal. Um. All right. Anything else, Susie? I. Oh gosh, I can't think of anything else. Again, Christine, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hope to see you on the water. Uh, but I know definitely see you in September. Uh, for the women's event, I believe, is when we've got that date yes, set sometime then. Oh, this is going to be a good one. It'll be exciting. Yay. Awesome. I'm just ready to go out fishing. I haven't been fishing since June of last year because of my shoulder, and I am just, I'm dying. Oh, no, excuse. Yeah, that we sounds can't like wait. an eternity. Holy cow. Uh, it feels like an eternity. <laughs> like today it was like 48 outside. I'm cleaning my reels, and I'm like, ah, I need to get out. <laughs> you need to be out, Sue. We're looking forward to seeing you. Heck yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. <laughs> All right, Sean, you want to close us out for the night? Absolutely. Um, thanks for everybody for listening. Um, be sure to tune in next week for another show. But if, as for right now, this has been another episode of Fast Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night.
search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv on mondays head offshore with captain scott walker and steve roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures coming to me coming to me coming to me Double. he's jumping he's jumping he's jumping oh, oh. That don't miss mondays with into the blue brought to you by academy sports and outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m eastern tell a few fish stories along the way on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment